the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. And thank you so much for spending your Sunday evening with us tonight. Uh, Second week in a row, we're going to have something fun to talk about. And we've been talking about COVID and all kinds of negative things. And there's a lot negative going on out there. But last week, we talked about the motion picture industry here in Cleveland, Ohio. And today, we're going to take it one step further. We're going to talk about music. Of course, you know, this is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. In the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with us back, of course, we have our co-host, uh, Kathy. Kathy Lux, thank you again. For Hi, being Kathy. Oh, happy happy to be here. And also returning guest, Phil Elam. Hello, Phil. everybody. Phil from Detroit, Mr. Yes. Music Man. How are you, Nicholas? And I'm doing great, Philip. Thank you so much for being here. We're taking calls tonight, and I see our lines are already lit up. Yes. On, on calls. But thank you. The, so if, if you're calling in and you're not getting through, try again a little later. But if you're on hold, we're going to keep, we're going to keep you there. But we want to let our listeners know what we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. And, uh, you know, Phil, Phil's quite a talent. You'll be seeing and hearing of Phil a lot in the future, so remember this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but beyond that, uh, music has always played such a big part in our lives. And uh, talking to Phil earlier today about how music played a part in my life with my wife. Mm-hmm. We were high school sweethearts. Yes. And uh, with that, back in the 1960s, where we had uh, music like the Beach Music, the Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, we had the Beatles, the British Invasion, Peter right. and Gordon. We had Motown. We had Smokey Robinson, the Miracles and the Temptations, blah, 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 everything. And and Nick, and, and music, and music p- played a huge part in my life. And I actually um, sang professionally uh, for several, many years um, in Northeast Ohio, back when it was popular to go out to the local dance clubs and lounges in the and hotels. Live music was always, live music, was always yes. a thing, right? And, that's awesome. And, and, oh, that's so near and dear to my heart. Well, I'm going to ask, great. I'm going to ask Kathy and Phil to name drop because okay. there's, there's something about the whole industry is that, uh, there's sort of a theoretical part of what's going on in the music industry. And then there's sort of like the reality. That has right. its own hierarchy. It has people right, who exactly. are very successful that everybody knows about. Exactly. And uh, I know, Kathy, when you were out and about, just who were some of the people you were close to or at least worked with? Worked with. Well, they were local musicians, just like I was. Um, you know, but I did, like, I, I had opportunities to appear in some great places and, and open for some wonderful people. Like, for instance, um, there was a, a comedy club that opened that um, on the east side, at brand new, and we were supposed to open for um, uh, Pat Paulson. What was it, Pat Paulson? Oh, Pat Paulson for president. No, 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 no. no. But no, I'm thinking the wrong. But we ended up, it was Jackie Vernon. Wow. Because, yes. Name from the past. And, yes, comedian. But we played a lot of venues, and it was great times. But Phil, tell oh. us about you, then you too, well, during these great times. I'll tell you. You're, um, you're I, younger than I am. Uh-huh. Well, so. it's so funny. I actually, um, when I was part of the band called Peace Train with my partner, um, 
we actually had the chance to open. This was a retro show at this point. We opened up for the Village People and Casey and, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Whoa. and that was like the funnest show ever. And <sighs> uh, I remember being at Soundcheck. As it, uh, it was a Pine Out, which is now DTE. It was like a 16,000-seat venue, and we got the opening spot for that. And uh, being on stage in the wings, and there's the village people, the Indian, the construction worker, and all these guys. <laughs> oh, wow. And the Indian guy's in his loincloth, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and we would do down sound check, and he is just like digging us. And afterwards, Casey and the Sunshine Man was there as well. Oh, wow. And uh, they were like, um, the female backup singer for Casey and the Sunshine Man pulled me to the side and said, like, you know what? You could probably be a good stripper. Oh, oh my gosh. Can I say that on this? Oh, no, wait. So, so, wait. So, I actually did a show where on our breaks, the Chippendales performed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Well, they're, they're very free. But anyway. I didn't know you guys. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I've led a very conservative life. <laughs> so, but yeah, but uh, KC was great and the village people were great. And of course, they invited us backstage. They're just like throwing drinks at us. And, you know, it was all peace. You know, everything was great. Everything was legal. And it was a great show. And then from there, we opened up for Nelly and uh, 98, a bunch of people we've opened up for. Yeah. So uh, it's been a great four-way into the industry. Well, like I tell you, our theme tonight is music, and we have some calls. I want to get our, our callers on. Uh, from Detroit, Michigan, we have Mike Fish. Mike is joining us tonight. Mike, how are you? Thanks for calling in. I'm terrific, Nick. How are you tonight? And you know Mr. Phil Elam. I know Phil very well. He's hey, Mike. a wonderful man and a wonderful gentleman. Oh well, thanks for calling the rock and roll capital of the world, Cleveland, Ohio. Can I tell you something about Mike sure. Fish? He and I did a sold out show together right before COVID in Detroit called um, "Changing Faces." Was that the name of it, Nick? I mean, uh, Mike was "Changing Faces." It was. It was. It was. It was my friend Freud. My and, friend Freud. Um, what was your part? I think it was "Changing Faces." That might have been the name of it. I think that's it. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But we did a sold out show together. He did a one man show. And I did a one-man show, and uh, I had various characters, and then I ended with an original song. And we both got a standing ovation, so it was sold out. And then COVID <laughs> hit, because we are going to do more shows, but then COVID hit, and then everything just went away. I think we're all waking up slowly from COVID. Aren't we, though? Yeah, you know, 2020, yeah. 2021, those are years that didn't happen. Right, yeah. And now we're in the middle of 2022, and we're starting to be able to talk about stuff like this yes. entertainment where you yes. can actually it go is, somewhere it is and and it, with that awakening it has been kind of a reassessment yeah. i think for a lot Absolutely. of people of where they are in life yeah. and 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 we need to bring back the joy yes and music is joy actually mike uh, sent me some lyrics and uh for me to write some music to and of course mike is a great lyricist so looking forward to getting that right. done as well michael look forward to your music how how tough is it to produce something Nowadays, well, Phil can answer that. I just, I, I just, I've, I love to write, and I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I, he makes I'm it not come into being. Music, but, but, uh, yeah, but Phil, Phil's the writer, and Phil's the musician, so he's he's wonderful. Well, before the show's over, we're going to play Phil's uh, song that he did. Before we play his song, we're going to talk about what does it take to produce a song nowadays. It takes a vision. Um peace of mind and hopefully you have something to say that you want to try to say and then just letting the universe kind of take its course and let it take you 
and hopefully the song will write itself. All right, I'm a lawyer though, and I my term is monetization. Monetization. How do you make money out of it? That's what I want to know. Well, you get a good lawyer like you, and then say, "Can I do this? Can I not do that?" And then you worry about that stuff, and I just do the creative stuff. How about that? Nick? My, my father always said, "Take the money." Take the money. <laughs> so take the, the heck money. with respect. Cut me a check. Make sure that's part of the formula. Well, Mike, thank you much. We have some other callers who want to get on here. Thank you. Uh, also from Detroit, David, are you with us? Hello, Dave. Hey, is this Dave from the Milford? Is this... Hey, Dave. Go ahead. Go ahead, hey, Phil. Phil. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? You knew oh, Phil when? Jeez, I've known Phil for 20 years, I think. Yeah. He's a good guy. David's yeah. an awesome guy. Phil's well, an awesome guy, so. <laughs> Two ways now, did you know Phil when he wanted to get into music? Or is he already I, I, in music? I know he was. I know he was working in the record industry at the time when I met him. That's I'm not right. sure if that was when he was trying to get into the music industry. But my, I, I do have. A, I have an interesting question. What was the one song that you sang into a hairbrush <laughs> that you wanted to <laughs> that you wanted that, that made you want to get into the industry? Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. Uh. No I'll kidding. never be your beast of burden. Yes, before I would go to school. So that hairbrush was actually a simulated <laughs> microphone. Awesome. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you sing, Dave, into your hairbrush? I didn't. Oh, you didn't? You know, I was I, w- I was the piano guy, so I was never really singing right. much. That's right. I do wooden spoons. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I sing into that the wooden too, spoon. In the kitchen. Yes, it's great. <laughs> oh, my, my goodness. Well, you know, things have happened. Things have changed in 20 years, yes. I think, from when you guys were just starting off in music. Yes. Uh, the, the record business. There were actually records. Yes, back and then, stores. Made and, on vinyl. Yeah, and vinyl. Well, vinyl's still around. Well, there's a revival of that, yeah, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, and the it's, vinyl it's, sounds it's, great. It's on, it's on the comeback. Yes, it is. And they have little record players now, too. That's it, Which you yes, can buy. Yes. It's a retro. Play? Record, uh, the record players like the, that you could buy, put the vinyl on. It's crazy. Like I saw it in Restoration Hardware, they were selling record players, mm-hmm. Restoration yeah, Hardware, cool. and they were for like yeah. three hundred bucks. Wow! And they were selling them. Wow! So there's the desire for it; it's still there, it, it still is. exists. It is. Wow. Well, we're going to talk more about what's going on with the changes in the record industry. Not only the changes in the record industry, but how do you monetize music? How do oh, you wow. how do you produce something that people are going to want to hear? Well, we'll talk about that. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Yeah, let's find out. We have other callers, so. Uh, please uh, stay on the line. We'll get to you after the break, so don't go away. Uh, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here, along with Kathy Lux, along with Phil Elam. We're here at <laughs> WHK. Uh, WHK, by the way, is celebrating its 100th year of being around, and awesome. for many of those yeah. years has been a big supporter, big proponent of music. That's great. I know I grew up with it, and uh, we're glad to be able to talk about uh, music and revisit some of the roots of WHK here tonight. So we'll take a short break. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips and the gang here tonight. We'll be right back. This is WHK Color Channel 14 Cleveland Radio. Where your hearing swings. Where your hearing swings. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Kathy Lux tonight. 
Hi, Kathy. Hi, Nick. And uh, we also have Phil Elam. Hello, Nicholas. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Again, you were here last week talking about the film industry. Yes. And we hope to see you on a national TV show that you're going to be auditioning for, but we won't say anything about that. We won't say anything about that right now. That could be bad luck. I don't know. No, it's not bad luck. There's never bad luck. I just don't know the name of it. (laughs) Yeah, we won't talk about that. All right, we We won't. won't. Anyway, but um, we're talking about music tonight. Yes. We're talking about the music industry. And in Cleveland, if you haven't heard, Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here. And a whole bunch of radio stations that go back into the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s. And uh, you, you just heard the WHK jingle back from that era, which uh, really brings back memories. But we have a bunch of callers who are holding on here. We have Jared who's calling. And so we're we're going to see. Hello. Hello. Jared. Hi. Jared, where are you calling from? Uh, Cleveland, right outside Cleveland. All right. You're one of the nearest persons tonight. Very good. Hey, thing. buddy. <laughs> Uh, hi, how are you, Phil? I'm great, buddy. Do you have a, do you have a, a comment, question about the music industry or a comment about Phil? Well, I, I got a question. You know, I've known Phil for, uh, I mean, not that long, only about like a year, year and a half. We, we did some uh, we did do some training together. But I, I never got the chance to ask you, Phil. I'm really curious, like, what, what made you want to do the creative art stuff? Like, what drove you to just, like, create music, acting, all that stuff in general, like what, what, what is there in that field that other fields don't have for you? Jared, that's such a good question. Um, as you know, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I grew up in inner city Detroit and, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't always easy for me. Uh, my dad was a Detroit public school teacher and, uh, he, my brother and I, we actually, um, had classical piano lessons. We took those lessons and my dad made a study and sometimes that did make, you know, my brother was better socially than I was, and he was always just able just to mix right in, and I wasn't. And so, so many times I found my solace in the basement listening to records or, or uh, classical music or like Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata got me through so much. David Bowie's Heroes got me through college. Um, and so it was survival, a way to survive and cope. And I have a question, if I could interject. Yeah, sure. Go so ahead, Kathy. did your... When you were growing up and at that time, did your parents realize your talent Mm. or did they not really? Because as I was growing up and, you know, my parents came to a performance of mine uh, and and said we had no idea. Mm. Did your parents know? Uh, My dad, my mother passed away when I was eight. So my dad raised my brother and I by himself. And and I think my brothers actually might be on hold. Uh, he, my brother's like incredibly talented. Oh. There was a, a, a piano recital that we gave, and he was the finale, and I was his opening act basically. Mm-hmm. And I had a sonata by uh, Mozart, and memorized. I blanked out on page five, uh-huh. and and I just like crashed and burned. I went to like dum at the end and just like ran out the room. Oh wow! My brother got a standing ovation. So. um I've always had to work hard at everything, and um, and I think that is my dad probably recognized that, but um, okay. um, yeah. So I don't think so. I think it was just a means to an ends for my dad. Like let's get this kids and his brother some culture, Got and then it. it just kind of grew from yeah. there. That's well, that's wonderful though. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Yes, Jared. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take some other calls. We have, uh, from Los Angeles, we have Latif. 
How are you? Are you there? Hey, I'm here. Hey, very good, Latif. Thanks for calling in from uh, Los Angeles. How are things out on the West Coast? Uh, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Can't complain. Nice day. Beautiful Warm, day. In, little breeze. Beautiful day in Cleveland also. Anyway, what do you have for uh, Phil? Uh, hey, hey, Latif. Phil. Hey, buddy. I've known Phil for, for a long time. How are you doing, man? I'm great. It's good to hear your voice. Thanks. Yeah, I got, I'm a little... A little raspy. I got a little bit of uh, laryngitis here. Okay. Take your time. You sound great. No, thanks. Thanks. So, Phil, let me ask you a, a real quick question here. Um, with everything, because you kind of got, you, you, you kind of like this guy that's walking between two worlds here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We saw what happened with the music industry. Yes. Because uh, the host was asking, how do you monetize it? And you, we saw what happened with uh, streaming and the music industry. Mm-hmm. Do you see the same thing going uh, um, happening with movies and, and television? As I far don't... as the people, the people um, creating the music, kind of making less and less. You know, it's so interesting. That's such a good question, Latif. And we could talk about that for like four hours. But um, <laughs> with regards to music. Uh, I think it's better for artists today because for me, just from music perspective, we got the Pro Tools studio in the house. I do it. Right. I record it. I get it mastered. I upload it. And then money comes directly into my account. So, you okay. know, so you can't beat that. Right. Now, with regards right. to movies, right. it's a little bit more uh, involved because of the big studio productions and with movie theaters, things of that nature. Um, I think um, the downfall is that. So many times people can stream a movie as soon as it's released, and that cuts out so many people. And it's unfortunate because so many more people will suffer because so many more people are involved in making a feature film than like somebody just like cutting an incredible track in their house. So um, right. I don't think the industry is going to allow that to happen, but it is all about what the Dave Chappelle's of the world is creating the content and controlling it. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's what I think. Well, certainly a dynamic you, industry. But, yes. Yeah, go ahead, Latif. Uh, I, I was going to say, do you see a parallel between um, movie theaters and radio stations? Ooh, you know, that's a good question, too. You know, there's um, the Imagine Theater in uh, Detroit, and Paul Glantz is like the guy who runs the whole thing. And I've had conversations with him and the challenges that he's facing with regards to streaming and things of that nature and uh, – know him staying afloat and just with taxes and everything along that line so i don't know if i could truly answer that intelligently enough so i'm going to pass on that one because i i don't know okay <laughs> well, hey. well very good latif thank you so very much uh sherman we have calling sherman where are you are you there i knew this was going to happen yeah hey sherman where are you calling Still. from hey Still. you guys uh, related I'm calling from Phoenix. I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. I thought I was going to win today's award for the longest distance call, but <laughs> apparently uh, I got beat out by the previous caller. But oh, it's okay. It's just, okay. Just by about um, an hour flying time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's true. That's very true. Um, oh, to answer your question, rumor has it that I'm Phil's older brother. Now, the jury's still out on that, but uh, I already know the correct I'm not going to tell. Phil. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. No? Really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we did sign that paperwork. We did, so, yeah. Um, 
We did. Yeah. So it's all it's all Bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What you got? Yeah, um listen. Um yeah, you know, I've got a ton of questions. But realistically I just called to harass you on live radio. So um no, 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 I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't do that at all. Um I just seriously though, I just called to um say on a nationwide platform. And you know, I tell you this all the time. But I just figured I'd take the opportunity to uh, express to uh, the listening audience uh, how proud I am of you. Thank you. Um, you know, Thank you, you um, uh, like you just stated a few minutes ago, you know, you, you, you went through a lot. And I appreciate the kudos that you that you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, growing up, he was the outgoing one. He was the life of the party. He was, and, and I guess to a certain degree that's true. But see, just for uh, for the host uh, of the radio show and for the listening audience, Philip has always been what I like to term as the quiet storm. So he, um, you know, he as it stands right now, he has a lot to say, but he still somewhat reserved, but in a good way. Well, Sherman, let me let me, up, let me ask you this, Sherman: Does, does Phil have talent? Sure. Does he have talent? Um. What I taught him. Okay. Well, you're 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 good. You're good, big brother, Phil. Thank thank you so much for calling tonight. Okay. Love you, Phil. I love you too. Thank you. All right. Talk well, to you later. Well, very good. We have a lot of calls. If uh, we're going to be taking a break here in a moment, uh, when we do, if you're still on hold, just stay on hold. We'll get to you. Uh, we're talking to Phil Elam. We're talking basically about Phil's journey in music because yes. it really is anybody's journey in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy Lux is with us, of course, our, our host, and uh, she—I I just found out recently she has this big musical background. I, I mm. well, I wouldn't call it big, but it—it's a musical background. Oh my goodness! Well, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back with Phil, and we'll be back with Kathy, and I'll be back with you at the same time. So you're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, <laughs> the Advocate. We'll be back after these words. So after uh, we're back, we'll get back to talking about music in Cleveland. So don't go away. There you go. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight we're talking about music here in Cleveland. <clears throat> Actually, we're talking about music across the country, American music and the whole industry. And with us tonight is Kathy Lux. Kathy, again, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <clears throat> and we also have yeah. Phil Elam. Phil, um, you're, you're our music guy. You're our expert here tonight. At some point in your life, you had a chance to mm. go from classical music training to, to get into the music business. Yes. How, how did that happen in your life? Oh, man. Well, I always loved other music besides classical music, but, you know, uh, that was pretty much played in the house. And so I grew up with that. And um, 
And actually, when I went to Interlochen, that was one of the first times I was actually exposed to pop music from the classical realm, like it's an offshoot of that. Because my world was either classical music or not classical music. Interlochen was the first time that I it kind of blended the two together. And I was saying earlier, the first time I went to Interlochen was on a minority scholarship, one of the first vestiges of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. And um, I first time I was actually able to, I got outside of the city and saw a lot of other things. And uh, truth be told, I wasn't really good enough to be there, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what was um, awesome about it, I learned the lesson, you got to work hard. So uh, when I went back to Detroit, I was like, I'm going back. Because I kind of felt bad. You know, here's the black kid from Detroit. He's just here because he's black. And I was made to feel that way. Right? But, you, but you had drive. But I had drive. You had drive. I knew it. They didn't know it. Nobody else knew it. And that was one of the first lessons of, like, people underestimating you. Exactly. Right? They just kind of wrote me off. But you knew. But I knew it. So I was like, I'm coming back. So the next year I practiced, 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 practiced. They said I want to go to the minority scholarship again. I said no. I auditioned. I didn't get in. I was crushed. I didn't care. I went back another year. Practice, 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 practice. And then minority scholarships. I said no because I don't want people saying what they're going to say about me. Mm-hmm. And I got in the second year. So once I got there, I was like, Psh, I don't care about y'all. I'm here. So and, you know. So I had a great time. You you wanted you wanted to feel that you just earned it every step of the way. Every step of the way. But. If that minority scholarship wasn't there in the first place, you wouldn't have tasted it. I wouldn't have tasted it. I wouldn't have there had the go. exposure. Okay. So okay. I am all for people say quotas, but it's not about that. It's about giving people the opportunity to find out who they are. And, That's awesome. And, and these opportunities are still out there today. Yes, they are. We have from uh, we have Judy calling in Detroit, but you're working in Philadelphia. Judy, are you with us? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Where are you? In Detroit or Philadelphia? No, Detroit. Oh, okay, Detroit. Yep. yep. And what's your comment about or for Phil? <laughs> oh, um, I remember when you had a group called Peace Train, <laughs> and I was lucky enough to be one of your roadies at Michigan State Fairgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, Judy. You're I'm phenomenal. You were phenomenal. <laughs> kind of demanding, but I'm kidding. She was awesome. Oh, stop. She was like, I want I green M&Ms. You told me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Judy's great. Judy's an awesome person. She's yeah. an awesome person. No, She's I've, awesome. I've watched Phil grow so much in, in music and his talents. I, I just, I'm excited to know him and, you know, cheer him on every time. Oh, and she does. Judy is like always there. Thank you, Judy. Well, thank you well, so thank much. Thank you yeah. so much for your comments. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giovanni, we have calling from Dallas, Texas. Giovanni, are you there? Hey, what's going on, Phil? How's you guys doing? <laughs> hey, bro? G. This guy <laughs> is so talented. How, oh, dude, how, how do you know? Giovanni, how do you know Phil? So me and Phil worked on a film together. It had to be like, oh, my gosh. What do you think, Phil? Was it like ten years ago, something like something that? Something like that, yeah, almost ten years ago. It was yeah. a while back. Yeah, um, but but such a genuine guy he is, hardworking, talented. We just had a blast working together. It was great because but, uh, we we beat out so many other people to get this this part, right? Because a lot of people just and we and we met for the first time uh, when we got the part for the read through, and it was instantaneous. It was like it was just this guy is so good, and he's I mean Giovanni's doing it. He's in the movie Chosen. Uh, yeah. He's in a that it's a Hallmark, right? What, what, no, one eight hundred flowers. The it, national commercial. He's a, in that right now. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Bonnie's doing yeah. it. He's great. We've we made the it's pack. So We're going to see each other at the Oscars. So we still hold Someday. on to that. that yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Now you guys are talking about your history and everything, and where you were and where you are now. For people listening, who are harboring this deep-seated feeling that they'd like to get involved in this kind of stuff. Is it still possible today? Absolutely. But it's oh, all about absolutely. surrounding yourself with the right people and people who share your vision and support you. That's It's everything. How do you do that? Giovanni, you want to take that? You know what? I think it's, I think it's being, being you got to, I mean, you got to definitely work hard and, and keep working as hard as you can. But like Phil said, I would echo that. It's like, it's being the example you want to be around. So if you, you know, being that genuine person you are, but also working hard, because I think that ends up you're attracting like-minded individuals that have that same vision and people who are not aligned in the same kind of values that, that you're representing. Um, those people won't tend to stick around. You'll tend to attract people that, that really want to be part of it. And, and that's how you form your family. Amen. Wow. Amen. Well, Giovanni, thank you so very much. Take care, buddy. Absolutely. Good good to hear from you, bud. Take it easy. <laughs> See ya. We have a call from J.K. from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Jay, are you there? Uncle Phil. Oh, <laughs> Jay. Sounds like a relative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we go way back. Jay's a great guitarist, Hello, too. Kathy. Hello, Mr. Phil. Hello. How are you guys? Hi, great. Jay. How are you, Jay? Uh, we're, doing, we're doing well here in the west part of Michigan, and we... Uh, Wanted to call, and uh, I wanted to ask Phil a couple of questions. Sure, go right ahead. Out. We were not able to really uh, yap as much as we like to, uh, unfortunately, because our time is always limited. But um, after, you know, during COVID, it was really, really integral for the music industry and its people to try to keep going and keep some kind of uh, some kind of income coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many that, that eat from this, and I think people miss that part of it, you know, they, they mm-hmm. see the, the, the things that are uh, all fun and, and games at a show, but they don't realize that, you know, there are people that have to literally physically survive. Mm-hmm. With COVID, it really put a damper on, on most of us musicians, and, I, you know, not, not as much mm-hmm. myself included, but I know Phil, but I wanted to ask uh, what he thought and what he saw in the industry as uh, some of the abilities and some of the new ideas that people were coming up with to create revenue streams with their music so that they could physically function. Merchandising, um, yeah. a lot of branding, uh, and of course home recordings and uploading on Spotify or any other uh, streaming platform, even though the pennies, it's pennies per dollar as opposed to like selling an actual physical piece of, mer- um, of uh, product. But um, you know, it adds up after a while. And just the opportunity and the exposure that you can get just from getting on Spotify or, or other platform or TuneCore, which is the distributor that I use that aggregates the music to various uh, – all the platforms that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting to know the people, the curators for playlists, uh, which I was fortunately able to do on Spotify. So there's like a core group that I can go to whenever I release something, and they just put it up on all these playlists, which – Gets it out there to so many people. Yeah. So, um, uh, just being aware and keeping. Do, do you have to be a computer genius to be able to do nope. this? Nope. Just learn how to do, do you, upload something. Do you think that because things, uh, you know, changed dramatically with COVID, mm-hmm. do you think that there was a part of that that led to people being inspi- being inspired, Absolutely. artists being inspired in new ways? 
and 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 uh, new avenues. Absolutely, uh, I created the Ultra Eagle car- character Coco Bean, which is going to be the new track that we're going to play tonight during COVID. And there you go. Uh, the response, the response I've gotten from Coco Bean mm-hmm. is better than anything I've done previously. It's just a whole new direction and See? a whole new voice, and, and it's more personal and honest. And do you think persona. you would have arrived at that had it not been nope, for that not situation? At all. Right, not at all. So I guess out of all COVID's things been, comes something good, right? A lot of tragedies oh, come know, from that, yeah. but it's yes. definitely opened up inspiration. Yeah. Well, definitely, technology has been evolving to get us, uh, I guess, more capable to do things that yes. we have to do alone now. Yep. Mm-hmm. That we, in the past we'd go meet with people and travel a lot. Traveling has been cut back. Home studios, I guess, right. are all over the place. A lot it's good more for now. the soul, right. sure. Yeah. But I also think, you, well, I, you, you know, you. you we're all we all get so consumed and busy in our lives that we don't we don't step and like really listen to ourselves and hear our inner no. right. and and COVID forced us to kind of do that right yeah and, yeah I think Kathy you're right that Nick's point about you know necessity being the mother of invention I mean at some point you're like well gee I got to eat so I got to do something so I better invent some way to create mm-hmm. you know the revenue stream and and still make it fruitful. And uh, and fulfilling as an artist, because that's you know I mean a lot of people you know you can say you do it for uh, the money, but at the end of the day we all are artists because we love it. Yeah, that's that's, that's not, number one. Technicians, secondly. Yeah. But anyway, Jay, yeah. thank you for calling. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. I love you, Phil. Love I'll you too, Jay. You, and if you're holding yeah. on the line, we'll get back to you after the break, and then we're going to play Phil's song, and we're going to talk about the production of it and sure. what it's all about. So stand by. You're listening to Nick Phillips here and Kathy Lux and Phil Elam here on WHK The Advocate. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. And now back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate tonight. So thank you so, uh, so much for listening, and thank you for calling in. We have a number of callers just holding, so please uh, stand by. We'll try to get everyone on. Plus, we want to play Phil's song because it's important, I think, to know what all goes into producing a song and how it is to move it in the industry. Yes. And like I said earlier, how to monetize it. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Panya on the yes. line. Hey, Panya. Panya, Panya. Oh, Panya's not there. Okay, let's try Don. Is Don there? Hello, hello, Don. Hey, how you doing? Okay, Don, yes, we're here. Uh, This is Nick Phillips. We're on The Advocate Live in Cleveland, Ohio, and Phil Elam is here. Hey, Don. Hey, Phil. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you? Not too bad. No, I wanted to give you a call, you know, you have one of the nicest guys. You know, he is awesome. You know, not only with his music, but uh, as a human being, he is just, all you can say is awesome. I mean, I've known Phil for, oh, geez, how long now? Long time. About can I tell a quick years. story? Can I tell a quick story about Don real quick? Don sure. has two kids, Donnie Smith and Lauren, and they were always told if anything goes wrong, go to Mike and Phil's house. So, Aww. so there are times once they were playing with uh, the 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 grill in the back and poof, yeah, and they come running up to, 
and their hair singed and everything like that. And like, are you guys okay? They came and they sat down on the couch comatose for 30 minutes. And then we're like, should we call your parents? They said nothing. And then oh Larry's like, we're good. Then they went back home. So, oh my <laughs> but they lived next door, so they were great. We watched them grow up. They were just great. And Don is just a great, great dad. Well, well, Don, thank, thank you, you so much for calling tonight. So, thank you. You guys have a great night. Thank you, Don. Okay, Panya is with us. Trying to get Panya on here. Panya, are you there? I'm here. Panya, where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan area. And what's your question for Phil? I'm just calling to say hi. I've known Phil since uh, probably I was four years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Panya. Panya has an hey, incredible Phil. voice. She's a great person. So uh, she's just a lovely person. So. Oh, it's probably so crazy. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Go ahead. You uh, brought up the when you opened for uh, and Pinot many, many years ago, and I was sitting right there in the audience. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Wonderful person. Anyway, we're going to be hearing more and more of Phil. Uh, I want to play Phil's song to talk about that for a bit, but uh, if you're still holding, uh, I want to take one question from Henrietta from Detroit. Henrietta, Henrietta are you on the line? Yes, I am. Thank you for Hi. being so patient. Thank you for having me there here. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hi, Henrietta. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, been knowing Phil for many years, and um, Phil always a hard worker. And um, we was um, children. Well, I was older than him, but he was always saying he's gonna be in the music industry. And um, look, look at him now. He's really there, and he. Um, <laughs> His music is outstanding, and he does a beautiful job. Oh, and really? I'm very thank proud you. of him. Oh, we're, we're going to hear some of that wonderful. right now. So, yeah. Henrietta, thank you so much for calling, and thank thanks you. for holding for us. Yeah, we want to okay, hear thank that. Thank you. We yeah. want to hear that music. We want to hear that. Phil, now tell us about this song we're going to play. Now, this is a, a modern song that yes. is using modern production techniques. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's This is the Alter Ego Cocoa Bean, which is... You know, uh, the persona around Coco Bean is um, in the first song is called there's lines says too black for the whites, too whites for the blacks. And that's what it was like for me growing up. I didn't really find a home uh, in the white community because, you know, I wasn't really welcome. And some people in the black communities like thought I was tried to be white. So I was kind of like isolated. Mm-hmm. So Coco Bean is basically that thing of independence. Wow. So therefore, and so this that's, is the fourth song in that series. That's That's an important message. Yes. There's a place we can 
Okay, Phil, that uh, is called Pimp Elegance. Pimp Elegance. Produced by you. Produced by me and Anno Dining Nation. So. How, Love it. How many, how many voices are on that? Oh, my God. Well, I'm doing all the vocals. So, wow. um, oh, I have no idea. But all well, the vocals are yours? All the vocals are me. So they're just laid over one on yeah, top of another. Yeah, different voices, different ranges, harmonies, and stuff like that. And so. what about? It's excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. What about Thank the you. music? Uh, instruments. Music, um, did you do that too? I did some of the music. Most of that was on Domination, the production team there. Uh, I added a few things of myself, like the, the like that percussion thing is mm-hmm. me vocally laying that in and stuff like that. Can so, I try uh, out for that part next time? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She's a professional. Yeah. I, know, I can do that. I, I can tell that you have a very powerful voice. I can just tell just by you looking can. at you. So yeah. I can tell that. So yeah. So um, yeah. It's well, a, now what genre is that for? That is considered... Hip hop, but there's like a, a classical element in there with the strings, like the guitar, like the Spanish guitar kind of thing. So, uh, but hip hop pop. My goodness, we only have about a minute to go. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Diana, can we put Diana from Nashville on just to say hi? Diana. Hello, Diana, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hey, thanks for being so patient. We're out of time, but wanted you to just get on here for a moment and say hi to Phil. Hi, Diana. Hi, Phil. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for calling in. Great. I'm glad to get in. I know I, I've been on hold, but it's okay because I was able to listen to the show. And it, I was just going to ask, what's next? There you go. Well, you know what? Oh. Uh, we talked about, well, this new single comes out and um, on Friday. And uh, there's some going to get back to the live shows. And then there's some things coming up. Film wise, that we can't talk about just yet. That Nick kind of almost spilled the beans too. We'll let that go. Uh, so just more creativity, and cocoa I think bean. we're yeah, cocoa bean. So that's what's coming up. Lots of good stuff. Awesome. All right. Great. Thank you so much for calling in, Diane. So appreciate thank, thank you, Diana. And, thank uh, you. And Phil, thank you for coming in tonight. Before uh, this was fun. It's fun because thank you for having me. I really appreciate. We're it. here. We're very privileged to be sitting here with Phil before he becomes a multimillionaire. Hip hop yes. artist. I'm still coming back here if do, you have me. Do you think he'll remember us, Nick? I hope so. I, I do too. I will. We'll, we'll have to I raise will. our hands and try to call into this national okay. talk show. No, you'll come on down front. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in any event, thank you all for joining us tonight. We'll be back thank next you. week. Same time, same station. So between now and then, have a healthy, safe week. God bless you all. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind accompanied The Advocate is sponsored by Nick Phillips and is responsible for its content. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.